is two girls one ghost two girls one ghost and we are your ghostesses that is corinne and i am sabrina and we're here to tell you your own scary stories because you have lots of them yes and we're getting close to the end of 2018 so i know we've said it before on the podcast but just as a reminder you guys 2019 we're going to start doing encounters Every single week, so you don't have to wait two weeks for Encounters episodes. So send us all your stories. More of your emails being read. It's gonna be freaky. You're not gonna be able to sleep. (laughs) Uh, Our episodes, if you don't know, if you're just tuning in, our regular weekly episodes come out Sunday night, and our Encounters episodes come out in the wee hours of the morning on Wednesday. Yes. So Wednesday morning. Basically, Sunday night slash Monday listen and a Wednesday listen. Get ready. Get ready. Before we move on to our chosen stories, we would like to say thank you to people that are very important to us and who make the podcast go on. Yeah, because our Patreon is what makes this podcast run as well as it does, because without you guys, we wouldn't be able to do it. And honestly, you could be donating. We put out what? Now, starting in January, eight episodes a month. You could donate a dollar a month and that's less than 25 cents per episode Mm-hmm. so we'll start with our phantoms and say thank you to these wonderful people because you're the best uh thank you to sarah carla carrie christy daniela mark karina morgan nicole ridiculous podcast taryn jim tara pretty outdoorsy demini a paranormal chicks tomb juice Caitlin, Maya, Des, Benjamin, Sabrina, Natasha, Vic, Marky DeZoinks, Dill, Tater, IVF, True Crime Fan Club, Backroad Diaries, Blair, Caroline, Laura, and Peter. Next, we have our Devil's Hour Insomniacs. We have to say thank you to Andy, Marie, Sarah, Victor, Sydney, Kaylee, Taylor, Carmelina, Melissa, Lorenny, Helica, Oh my god, I'm having so much trouble. Chris, Miss Meg, Corey and Lane, Beth Ann, Brianna, Allison, Jamie, Michael, Claire, Empowerment Ensemble, Yamali, Joanna, Liz, Matthew, Brian, The Creepover Podcast, Dana, Melinda, Sarah, Ethan, Zoe, Christina, Jessica, Sloan, Catherine, Jennifer, Angela, Holly, Melanie, The Ghostly Gals, Anna, Alicia, Jessica, Jen, Nikki, Carrie, Jana, Jenna, Mary, Rebe, Sarah, Stacy, Lorraine, Noelle, Ozj, Madeline, Ashley, Shelby, Nikki, Jess, Carmen, Emmy, Judah, Taylor, Tony, Becca, Sarah, Eve, April, Juliet, Laura, Rebecca, Sarah, Jen, Aaron, Amy, Kendra, Ashley, Erica, Amanda, Angel Kitty, Becca, Jennifer, Nikki, Alex, Robin, Irene, Sean, Meg, Lindsay, Morgan, Azana, Carrie, Katie, Sharon, Jenna, Nanette, Cassifras, Lizzie, Melissa, Jane, Misty, Sydney, Victoria, Chelsea, Edmund, Aaliyah, Drianna, Dolores, Sarah, Megan, Libby, and Lisa. Woo! This makes... Wow! It's like crazy going through these lists because it makes my heart so full. Just going through all these people who support us. It's so nice. Yes, and my lungs so empty. <laughs> Next, we have our ill-gotten booty poppers. 
You guys pop it real big. Thanks to Marina, Jasmine, Ignacio, Lasas, Fabo, Bailey, Sarah, Corinne, Molly, Laura, Bill, Sarah, Audrey, Lauren, Kim, Caitlin, Bridget, Frankie, Dana, Marina, Anthony, Christina, Jordan, Morgan, Shannon. We have our overactive sagers who are Brianna, Bob, we had a baby, it's a boy, <laughs> Lisa, Duran, Claire, Trista, Armando, Dallas, and Danielle. And thank you to our good luck black cats, Shannon, Sarah, Alyssa, and Caitlin. And last but not least, we have our mamas and papas of the BEK, and that is Sim. Thanks. Thanks, all of you guys. Now let's Couldn't get do it without spooky. You. Do you want to read an email first? Do you want sure, me to? Sure, I'll start. What do you want? Okay. I'll, I'll go for it. Whatever you want. This is from Jamie. Okay, she says, Hey, gals. First of all, the name of your podcast cracks me the hell up. LOL. <laughs> we must be about the same age between the name of your show and some of the things you reference. We definitely grew up the same generation. I started binging your podcast a few weeks ago, and I am obsessed. Thanks for giving me something to listen to at work. Your show has made me think about some past experiences I have had that I didn't give much thought to before listening to some of your episodes. I'd like to think that I'm more open to most paranormal happenings. I will get feelings about decisions, places, and people. I like to think of it as my gut telling me things, but maybe it's more paranormal than I thought. I think I inherit this from my mom. She has things happen to her like seeing her deceased father, grandfather sitting in the living room when she was visiting her grandmother as a child. When she was in high school, she knew before anyone had even told her that her grandma had passed away. If I asked her, I bet she would come up with a handful more things, but those are just the ones I remember off the top of my head. So let's get to it. I need to explain the backstory. When I was 19, one of my cousins, Emily, passed away in a car accident. It was a really sad time for me and my family as she was just 22 years old and had just graduated from college, had just moved to Minneapolis with her fiance. I struggled with grief for months afterwards. Emily was just one of those beautiful souls who could light up a room and I had a hard time accepting that someone so happy and bubbly could be taken away from this world. She had a gorgeous singing voice and had her degree in vocal performance. Emily and her sister were always the people chosen to sing for family weddings and events. They harmonized together and sounded incredible. I don't remember exactly when I had this dream, but I know that it was months after Emily had died. I had this dream and all I could see was white slash yellow light, almost like I was surrounded by a big cloud in the sun. I could hear my cousin singing. It must have lasted a few minutes and when she stopped, I somehow knew she was leaving. I asked her please not to go and she said, I have to go now. Not in a sad way, but more in a matter of fact way. I think it was her telling me she was okay and it was time to move on. What's weird is I rarely dream, or if I do, I barely remember them. And I feel like I have never actually heard sounds in what little dreams I do have. But I could distinctly hear her voice and her singing. My grandpa passed away last summer. There's some weird things that happened to me after that too, but that's a whole other story. My cousin, Emily's sister, who would always sing with her for family events, sang during the funeral. She has not sang at a family event since Emily passed away. I think it's just too hard for her and their immediate family. But I think since it was our grandpa, she knew he would have wanted to have her to sing. So she starts she starts singing, and I swear I can hear Emily's voice with hers, and they were singing together. Whoa! Now maybe it was just my imagination, or the acoustics, or the fact that they're so related, the fact that they're related, so their voices sounded similar. But I don't know. I swear I could hear two distinct voices, and I think Emily was there. Oh my gosh! Thanks for reading. Keep up the great work with the podcast. I'm only on episode 22, so I still have some catching up to do. You're probably way more popular and famous now, so who knows if you'll even read this. See you on the other side. Hugs, Jamie. Oh, Jamie, surprise, surprise. We read it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's so amazing, though. Like, so unfortunate to lose someone, but it's those little moments where you catch glimpses of them or they come out and, like, let you know that they're still around that just make these types of encounters, like, so special. It's, like, as tragic as it is to lose your loved one, it's beautiful to have these signs from them. I know. Oh, and the singing, too. Like, that's such a... I know. Kind of, like, euphoric, ethereal sort of mm -hmm. experience. Singing is just, I mean, think about when you listen to music, how it can move your emotions. And I think just having, I don't know, it's like the voice of an angel. Literally, she come down and sang for a funeral. It's just so beautiful. There to support. Mm-hmm. Wow. This is from Taylor. Hey, I found all of y'all's podcasts around the time you started it. Mm. Love hearing that. So I look forward to all of your new episodes. I have a grandma ghost story for you guys, but it's not my grandma. Ooh. I had been seeing a guy who lived in his grandma's house. He had lived there with her before she passed away, and she left it to him after she died. He always talked about how much he loved and missed her. He even showed me her room, and he had left it exactly the same. It was my friend's 21st birthday, so we went to his house to drink and hang out. I ended up getting pretty drunk to the point where my friend just tucked me into his bed and took the rest of our friends back to my house. I was asleep when he got back and vaguely remember him asking me about the lights. I thought he was asking how I fell asleep with all the lights on, but nope. A couple of months later, he mentioned the lights again on our way back, on our way to go check out a haunted tunnel. Sensib- Sensibo Sensibo Tunnel. Oh my god. I don't know. Sensibo Tunnel. Y'all should check it out. I was like, I don't get why you're talking about the lights. I point out that I was very drunk, so falling asleep with the lights on was not really that strange. And he was like, no, Taylor, you turned on every light in the house. Even my grandmother's bedroom lights were apparently turned on. I was like, uh, no, I did not get out of bed when you left. And he casually said, oh, that was probably my grandma then. And I was like, (laughs) wait what and he was like oh yeah she's still there i see her a lot oh my god apparently his grandma realized there was a drunk girl in a dark house and i like to think she just wanted to make sure i didn't get up and trip while drunk oh hope you enjoyed my grandma ghost story see you on the other side taylor wait that's really sweet so sweet and it was like done in a not ominous scary way because i think especially if you're drunk you're more open and you can see those things. So she could very well could have seen the grandma ghost like walking around. But the grandma was like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to turn the lights on. Right. And keep her safe. I like to think, too, that the grandma was a little disappointed in her grandson. Like, OK, he tucked <laughs> her into bed. He got it half right. But like, doesn't he know you can't leave a drunk person sleeping in the pitch dark in a house that they don't know their way around? Like, you got to turn on the light. Oh, that's sweet. So sweet. I have another one. Let's hear it. This is from Tom. Tom. Multiple ghostly occurrences and dot, 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 stuff. Hello, girls. First off, amazing podcast. I am seriously addicted. It's amazing, and it gets me through my 9 to 5 almost every day, except I'm now caught up, so I have to wait. It's also refreshing to know that there are people out there that use impressions and funny voices in their conversations as much as me. (laughs) Plus, as a Brit, your English accents are phenomenal. Wow, that's so nice. I'm tempted to do one right now, but I don't want to ruin ruin it. Top of the morning to you. That's Cup of not... tea with your grandma with the lights on. Moving on. It was horrible. Also, ever since you said dog sense the paranormal, my dog Archie sometimes will just follow an invisible person around the house. And if we call him, he will look for, from us to the person and back again at us if, if we are dumb for not seeing what he is. 
Anyway, to the ghost. I myself am a believer, but my dad has a better ghost story than I do. Both are below, so you can decide what you like more. Or I'll read both, like I'm going to do now. (laughs) So there's a pub near me, which is one of the oldest in England, maybe in the world. It's called the Royal Standard of England, and has been renowned for spooky goings-on, and if you're ever near London, you need to go there. I should point out that this pub is in the middle of a forest, so you have to drive there in the dark without streetlights. Believe me, it's terrifying to walk there. That's kind of really cool. That's really cool. But also, like, people are going to be drunk and walking through the forest. I'm not sure how safe that is. They all stay the night there. Come on. They get drunk. They just sleep in the booths. I imagine if it's an old bar, it probably had at some point, like, it was like an inn as well. Because that's what, right? Like, I feel like... A lot of them were back in the day. Everything was everything, you know? Yeah. Multifunctional. One, One structure was a brothel, an eatery, a hotel a local courthouse, everything. The post office, yeah. All of the above. There are numerous accounts of different ghosts from different people. The most common is a little drummer boy that you can both see and hear him drumming. Even when there are a lot of people in the pub, there's also a big banquet table in the alcove that is constantly colder than the rest of the pub, and everyone that sits there there feels creeped out very quickly and tries to move. No one will ever sit at the far end. The one that has happened to me on more than one occasion is the sound of people plotting. Now, I know this sounds kind of lame, but what's what's strange is how it happens. Me and my friends usually try and find the coziest, most secluded spot to go, to go talk to when we go to the bar, to the pub. However, I frequently overhear conversations from what seems to be the next table, and it's loud enough to be heard over my friends talking. However, when I look, there's no one there, and the conversation quickly dies down as if they are being interrupted. Oh. The chatter differs at, at various tables. Sometimes there's laughter and joking, but most of the time it sounds like serious talk and plotting. I should also say that this pub was notorious back in the day for being a resting point for highwaymen and bandits, so who knows what schemes I have overheard. Oh my gosh, yes. Ah, if she could only travel back in time. I know. I wish. Well, it's kind of like he is. When I ask my friends, they say they never hear it. Once is maybe my mistake, but a few times is kind of spooky, wouldn't you agree? I like to think that these men, most likely of a dodgy background, just don't want anyone stealing their ideas to make a few quid. So to my dad's story. I was talking to him about your podcast and how people email you about their experiences, and he said that he was once visited by a spirit. Now, I never thought my dad would believe in ghosts, but then again, he's always full of surprises. His story (laughs) goes that my house my parents lived in around the time I was born was haunted. He was told this by people, but didn't believe them at first, as almost every place near me has some kind of ghost. Anyway, one night he's very, very restless and can't sleep. My dad's a very heavy sleeper, so this again is unusual. At one point in the night, he wakes up and sees a figure standing in the room. He thinks it's my mom, but then he realizes she's asleep next to him. Cue the horror violins. My dad is frozen still and doesn't know what to do. As he realizes this being is not my mom, it materializes into a ghost of an old man dressed in traditional clothing, and it just stands there looking at him. Oh! Why? Why do they always have to go to the edge of your bed? Why does it have to be at night? I don't know. Why can't they just be like looking in the fridge at 9 a.m.? <laughs> Something a little less threatening. I don't want the I don't want the ghost eating my food. Okay. So, as there's a creepy man staring at Tom's dad, slowly he says, slowly my dad realizes that he doesn't feel in danger. He's scared that this is happening, but he knows somehow that this man isn't a threat. And just as my dad gets the nerve to say something and communicate with this figure, the old man turns around and walks through the closed bedroom door. Oh. 
My dad decided to wait a while to see if he returned. Needless to say, he didn't, and my dad went back to sleep. To my knowledge, the ghost was never seen again, and my dad went back to sleeping like a log. We no longer live in that house, but I like to think of this old man as an old tenant. Maybe a landlord that still checks up on the people living under his roof. Thoughts? Once again, thanks so much for an amazing podcast. It really is fantastic. See you on the other side. Kind regards, Tom. P.S. I'm a graphic designer by trade and was looking to do some horror B-movie style posters for my portfolio. Would you be open to the idea of doing one for TGOG? I said yes. And he said P.P.P.S. If I'm not sure if you're aware, but apparently Frank and Weenie, Corpse Bride, and Nightmare Before Christmas are all connected by the story of a man and his dog that stick together even in the afterlife. Oh, I Enjoy. love that. I didn't know that before. Thank you. And he also sent a picture of his dog, Archie, if you want to see. Oh, let me look. Oh, precious puppy. Look at those ears. Mm-hmm. And his little red ball that matches his red collar. His little red collar. Oh, I want a dog so badly. <laughs> okay. This is called Maggie's Room. And this is from Dan. Hello, Corinne and Sabrina. So I sent you an Instagram picture of a shirt with a Ouija board that read, Ho, don't do it. And that prompted a conversation about my sister's upcoming story. A haunted boarding school building where the ghosts of former students walked the halls. I also told you that I lived in a haunted house in Somerville, Massachusetts. And Corinne said that she lives in Medford, right near Boston Ave, like me. So we're neighbors probing onward. I was encouraged to submit the story. So here is the story. The Tale of Maggie's Room. Oh, no. Throws spark stuff on campfire. Like, are you afraid <laughs> of the dark? That's what he wrote. <laughs> Amazing. Throws sparky stuff on campfire. Okay. In 2011, I moved into a five-bedroom house in Somerville, Massachusetts, near Davis Square with my friends from graduate school. It was a three-story house with an epic first floor, and we threw awesome parties. We had a blast, and it was probably some of the most fun of my life. However, things were spooky scary. The house was originally two different apartments. There was a railroad-style studio apartment on the first floor and a three-bedroom apartment on the second and third floors, but the basement was weird. It was covered in wooden-style vinyl paneling, like the kind that maybe your friend had in the basement of his house in the 80s or 90s, and there were random posters on the wall and an old American flag pinned to the roof. There was also an old fridge in the corner full of rotten food that the uh, contractors that had renovated the house left in there. Ew. Gross. But most importantly, there was Maggie's room. Maggie's room was a small bathroom with a toilet and sink tucked into the corner of the basement. Apparently, these are called Pittsburgh potties. <laughs> <laughs> on the door was a carved half moon, and on the inside of the door, someone had painted Maggie's room. That's creepy. The bathroom had an unsettling vibe. You walked in and immediately felt like you were disrupting something. When we brought one of our roommates down to check it out, she became so unnerved that she screamed and she ran out. The activity began almost immediately. My first night there, I was asleep on the floor and one of the globes from my overhead fan slash light fell off and landed inches from my head. I attributed what? it to the fact that maybe the fixture had been shaken off by the v vibrations from the fan. However, when I inspected all the other globes, they seemed to be pretty well secured. Life got weirder. Our beds always shook. We would be woken up between 1 a.m. and 4 a.m. to rhythmic shaking of our beds, almost like someone was getting busy on the bed next to us. Oh. We always thought that maybe someone was having sex and possibly shaking the house. <laughs> it, was an old and it was old and rickety, so why not? 
But when we woke up in the morning and began to compare notes and realized that no one was getting busy, things just did not sit right. Doors also opened on their own, and my roommate Ben's closet and bedroom door opened on their own all the time. Once, Thea and I were standing in my bedroom talking, and in the middle of our conversation, my closet doorknob began to turn, and my closet popped open. She stood there shocked and asked if that happened often, and I said yes, and I thought that there was just a spring broken in the doorknob, and she said no, the door opened on its own. Mm. Thea also said that things began to go missing around her room after she went for after she first went into Maggie's room. Small things like chapstick, makeup, pens, etc. would get moved or go missing in her room, and she would leave her chapstick on her desk and walk downstairs, then return to her room, and she would find it on her dresser. And this happened often. The house had a general uneasy feeling to it. I always felt like I was being watched and that the presence there was generally unhappy that we were there and that the house had been changed. Things came to a head one night when my roommate Ben was home alone watching Dead Files. He was being his sassy self and talked to the television saying something along the lines of, that's right, you gotta go because you're dead and they're alive and you don't belong there. And the show ended, Ben went to the sink to wash his dishes, and that's when the shade on our back door of the kitchen pulled up by itself. In the window of the door, Ben saw his own reflection, and then the reflection of a woman with red hair and a bald man. <gasps> ben then spoke out loud, I'm sorry, but I live here now, and you need to leave. This is my house, not yours. Oh my god, he's so brave. So brave. Like, that's his gut instinct to say that, rather than, like, scream and run. Oh my god, Yeah. But it's like, if you see them in the reflection, that means they're already inside. It's not like you're looking out and seeing someone outside. Oh. They're behind you. Do you run towards their reflection or do you run where their reflection shows them to be? You just get the hell out of there, whatever way you can. Climb up the ceiling and dig your way through to the second story. (laughs) I don't know. You do the the Kool-Aid man and run right through the door. Oh my gosh. The spirits generally laid low after that until we moved. About five years later, I read in the Boston Globe that the old house had burned down. The place was an old fire trap, and we were lucky to have avoided such an emergency. The tenants at the time had turned the basement into a rehearsal space for their band. The fact that always struck me as odd about the fire was that the fire originated in the basement near an old bathroom. Maggie's room. Thanks for the chance to tell the story. Have a great weekend. Dan. I wonder who named it Maggie's Room. I don't know, but I responded to Dan and I was like, I, I freaking hope that band named their, renamed their band Maggie's Room because that would be so cool to have that backstory to like your band name. Ugh. Did someone die in the fire though? Like who were those spirits? Well, the fire happened after. It, to me, it oh. sounds like something named Maggie or someone named the room Maggie for whatever spirit lurked there. And realistically, like these houses that you rent in Somerville, a lot of them are old. Like they're, there's a ton of tiny, tiny little rooms and everyone piles in because it's like the cheapest rent you can get in Boston, which isn't even cheap at all. And it's not even in Boston. It's close to it, but it's not. And so realistically, the people who probably wrote Maggie's room were like people that are around our age or they're in college or something so they probably were like just naming the spirit to try to like make themselves less scared and then i bet whatever was down there hated the disturbance of the band playing there and was like fuck it i'm just lighting it on fire y'all can't be here anymore i wonder if maggie actually communicated with 
the previous owners and that's why they named it Maggie's room and she was like this is my bathroom it also sounds like she was stealing his female roommates makeup and chapstick like she's like this is my stuff now I Whoa, want this did you I'm- just make that noise yeah it was my stomach sorry. oh <laughs> I was like something growled <laughs> it was my stomach it's 9 30 and I haven't eaten yet oh, sorry. yeah it's so fascinating like also from a ghost perspective, I feel bad for the bald man because, like, why does Maggie get a room and the bald man doesn't? Maybe it's an entire family. You know, like the bald man, the red-haired lady upstairs, and then downstairs is their child, Maggie. Maybe something tragic happened to Maggie, and now her parents' spirits are there trying to protect her. Oh, that's sweet. All right, do you have one last one? I do. This is from Frankie, who's actually one of our Patreon donors, and we talked to him on the phone. He was awesome. And we were like, you need to send us your email. Do it. <laughs> So his subject line is, binge the podcast in two weeks, but only took me 16 more to write this email. <laughs> hey, ladies, I stumbled upon your podcast back in July and quickly became hooked. I lived in, live in Eastern PA and work in sales all through Central and North Jersey, and so I do a lot of driving. After hearing the first episode, it was an easy decision to binge the rest to see if I could catch up before your one year. I'm finally writing this letter because I donated to your Patreon page and was able to get the awesome experience of talking with the two of you. And in your chat, I, you said I should email the story we spoke about. Mm-hmm. Before I do that, though, I want to plug your Patreon page. To everyone listening, if you enjoy this show and the four-plus hours a month of entertainment it gives you, go and donate at least $3 to the Two Girls, One Ghost Patreon page. It costs significantly less than any movie you went to in the theater and watched this month for double the entertainment time. Plus, you get a sticker and super easy way to thank them for their hard work. And I'm just going to say, we didn't pay Frankie to say that. Oh, my gosh. He paid us. Maybe. And he said that. Yeah, he paid us. Maybe we should start paying him to be like our spokesperson. Our spokesperson? Kind of sounds like it. I mean, (laughs) he already pitched our Patreon way better than we do. Thanks, Frankie. Okay, he says, on to my story. Let me start by saying I believe in the supernatural. My only issue is I've never experienced anything myself. The few few times I have experienced anything, I feel like I have a logical explanation for what happened. This doesn't stop me from believing because in my mind, there are too many people in the world who have stories to not believe it. It wouldn't be logical to assume that all of them are lying or wrong. So I'm going to tell you one of my stories, and you let me know what you think. It was my freshman freshman year of high school, and I was hanging out with a few of my friends who were all upperclassmen. It was one of my first times, let's say, experimenting with herbs. The devil's lettuce. <laughs> so after our group herbalism session, we would just walk around the weed, around the weed, around the neighborhood. <laughs> and none of us had cars and all lived with our parents, so this is what we did a lot. As we were walking, I was trailing in the back, and a kid rode by on his tricycle. I wasn't paying attention. I bumped into him, knocking him over. I felt so bad, partly because I had just knocked a little kid over and partly because the herbs had me feeling super sentimental. This poor kid was just riding his bike, minding his business and minding his own business and be innocent. Here I am, some dumb and high high school kid knocking him over on the sidewalk. Aww. I apologized profusely and asked if he was okay. He didn't respond to me. He just looked sad and got up and rode away. Oh my gosh, that's such a heartbreaking experience. I know. As he was riding away, my buddy pulled me up from my crouched stance and said, Bro, what are you doing? Don't fall behind. I can't have you getting lost. I responded in a really panicked voice. Dude, I just knocked that little kid off his tricycle. Now he's going to go home and tell his parents and they're going to call the cops and we're all going to jail. We need to go now. My buddy looked at me confused and said, Frankie, calm down. It's 1 a.m. There are no kids on tricycles out right now. It's in your head. Now let's go catch up to the others. The rest of the night is a blur now, but I know my friends said that I kept wandering off and looking for this kid. They constantly would have come find me, and I'd be in weird places like in people's backyards and on porches just standing there. Until finally we went home. Ghost encounter? Black-eyed kid encounter? 
black eyed kid in training encounter? <laughs> I don't know. In my mind, the logical answer is that it was just a bad herbalism session. Let me know what you two think. Love the podcast. And thanks for all the free spooky stories. Stay spooky, Frankie. P.S. In the spirit of Halloween and costume ideas, I've attached a photo of my best friend, Ruxin and I. Last year, he was Flounder and I was Eric. And the year before that, he was a T-Rux. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, what you didn't describe was that his best friend, Ruxin, is a dog. This is the cutest. I just I thought you assumed because, like, his best friend, of course. Everyone's best friend is their animal. Oh, my gosh. No, I thought it was, like, him and his friend just, like, doing awesome costumes. But this is, like... 1,000 times better than any humans dressed up. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's adorable. And then his name is Ruxin, so he was T-Rux instead of T-Rex. T-Rux. <laughs> really pulling on my heartstrings now, Frankie. <laughs> I love dog cheeks. They're always so velvety. I just love animal cheeks and the way they're like, I don't know. I always call, I call Leia's gushy gushes. I like, go, gushy I, rub gushes. Her, I rub her jaw and then her cheek kind of like flops up and makes that noise. Oh yeah, like the... It also happens if you ever get your upper lip waxed. Your your lips <laughs> they sometimes the they rip the wax off, and your whole lip just like bleh, and like falls back. <laughs> so funny! Oh god! I wonder if it was a ghost. I don't know. It's hard to tell because like I don't know. Like he was under the influence, but also at the same time, they don't it really makes hallucinate that, on herbs. What that people do or don't? You don't really. Yeah, they do. Really? I've never. But also, it makes me wonder if perhaps he had these sort of like spiritual abilities or was closer to being able to see spirits and just Mm. him being a little more relaxed and in this other sort of like weird state opened him up and he kept wandering because he was literally like halfway in his realm and halfway in the spirit realm yeah oh that's weird i don't like that it was like they were the two of them were layered on top of each other so like his friends just thought he was wandering but really maybe he was standing in front of another people We're like (gasps) checking out things that other people couldn't see. But I think definitely like when you do things like that, you do open yourself up to a whole other world that you're not as open to when you're sober. And it's interesting, too, because some people are more susceptible to things when under the influence and others choose to be under the influence to try to block themselves off from things. It's like in Mm -hmm. um, Medium, Patricia Arquette, her character used to drink a lot when she was younger because she couldn't stand to see all the spirits so she would get drunk to try to drown out their voices although that's television i'm sure it happens in real life we write on base what we know um Mm -hmm. guys if you have ghost stories at all any kind email them us to us I now can't talk. <laughs> Email them to us at two girls one ghost podcast at gmail.com. We also have social media. We have Twitter. We have Facebook. We have a Facebook group you can join to be a part of the conversation. You just have to answer two questions. If you don't, then you don't get in. Sorry. We have a Facebook page you can like. It's just a business page. It's like saying like, yeah, cool. I like this. And then we Ooh. also have Instagram, which is where we post a lot of these pictures. If ever we mention any photos in emails we often post them there so check that out and we have patreon and like frankie said you're getting over four hours of content a month no it's probably like seven hours of content a month so if you want to support us donate to our patreon that would mean so much to us and we're gonna be producing even more content come 2019 Mm -hmm. and our time limitations still exist so we're gonna somehow make it happen we're just for you guys life. we're gonna drive ourselves into the ground until we become part of the spirit world ourselves and then if that happens you'll get zero episodes 
<laughs> but we'll just come hunt all of you. Yeah. You didn't donate to our Patreon. <laughs> Little whispers in the closet. You never donated. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're dead. Um, we also, if you cannot donate or don't want to donate through patreon you can also support us in other ways we have obviously itunes which is where a lot of people listen to the podcast you can rate and review us on itunes that's totally free and then also we have merchandise so if you want to represent the podcast with some cool designs like just go look there yeah and we also have on our big cartel you can do a one-time donation if you don't want to deal with like all the patreon stuff you can do a Mm one-time donation and we do send stickers to you if you do that as well so that's it that's us that's all we have we'll see you next week and we will see you on the other other side. side